This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Healing Through Love. If you're joining me for the first time, my name is Olivia Luna, and I am just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Many of you know, or for those who don't know, um, I joined a matchmaking service this year to kind of help me in my quest. And um, the program has officially started this week. I had my first sort of day one kind of preliminary um, meeting with my matchmaker yesterday, and it was really great. Um, so I thought I'd kind of just talk a little bit about, you know, what we sort of went through um, for this process. Um, the first day was kind of, again, solidifying my sort of custom preferences for what I'm looking for in my partner. And I think this is a really great question for anybody who is, you know, on their kind of healing dating journey, um, a great question to really ask themselves is like, what is it exactly that I'm looking for, both in a relationship, in my partnership, and also who do I want to be in that kind of, in, in my relationship? When I was first asked this question by my matchmaker, I actually really struggled with being able to provide answers that were really just tangible and clear. Um, I think, you know, it's it's easy to have a list of like profession, height, ethnicity, like all of those things um, we did talk about. Um, but most of my list I found was really pointing on to the kind of character that I hope my partner has, um, which is great to kind of consider and think about, but I think for a matchmaker, for her to be able to really know and determine that based off of, you know, the com the few conversations she's going to have with my matches, um, it might be hard for her to pick up on. So I really just tried to make it as clear and concise as possible, you know, leaning into both tangible, like very visible kind of preferences, um, but then also more into like the character or, or personality that I hope to attract. When I first started my dating journey, I felt like there was a lot of stigma kind of around having preferences or having like this list of what I want, right? There was a lot of dating advice around both like one being super clear about what it is that you want and, you know, not wavering or settling for less, right? But at the same time, not having like such a long list that you're closing yourself off um, to other potential matches or you're just really limiting your dating pool when you just have like these grand expectations, right? So I struggled with like just finding that balance um, and I ended up like really leaning more into just kind of having a broad, open, whoever, you know, the first guy who gives me an attention, I'm that that's the one, right? And that's not really healthy, a healthy way of dating either. I think a lot of that was just fear of getting what I wanted, like feeling like I wasn't deserving, I wasn't worthy of having, you know, this this perfect ideal match. Um, I kind of grew up with the understanding that love, relationships, marriage, like all of that is is complicated. It's hard. It's about sacrifice. Um, and it's not always going to be picture perfect. So you kind of just have to settle for what you can get, right? As I go into my healing journey and really seeing and appreciating and understanding my worth, I know that like 
I, I can have what I want. I can ask for what I want and I can receive it. And I don't have to feel like I'm settling or I'm sacrificing too much or I'm asking for too much even. I think that was another kind of concern that I had that was holding me back from even creating a list is like, oh, am I just being too picky? But now I realize like the more specific and clear my preferences are, the better I have of finding that like ideal kind of match with someone um, and that like genuine connection with somebody that like I know is going to have the same values that I have, you know, is, is on the same path towards, this, you know, similar goals and things like that. Um, so that way I know I'm on the same page as the person that I'm with, because that's really important to me. My previous relationships, that was always like the resounding question is in my head is like, where do I stand with this person? Are we on different pages? Um, but I think the more I get clear about what it is that I'm looking for and what I want and how I want to feel in a relationship, the better chances I have of finding someone that aligns with all of those things. So some of the things that um, I put kind of on my preferences list with my matchmaker. So first, the must-haves, right? These are things that like I absolutely want to have in my partner. I'm not really looking to budge on or, or you know, be a little lenient with. These are must-haves. So first thing, good communicator, right? And again, this is something that's not like super tangible. Um, you know, you can have a conversation with someone and maybe think that they're a good communicator, but if a difficult circumstance comes up or how they kind of deal with obstacles, you know, that might, they might shut down, they might push away, they might not communicate at all. Um, so that might be difficult for a matchmaker or anybody to kind of decipher, um, even myself, like on one or two dates. But ideally, like that is kind of the overall goal. And I think if I just kind of, again, state that, clearly share with whoever I'm on a date with that that is important to me, communication, um, that will hopefully weed out whoever is maybe not um, as uh, as chatty as I can be in terms of just really expressing how they feel. Another must have really being passionate about something, right? Um, I don't, I didn't have any kind of like financial preferences. Um, you know, my, I, I'm open to partners with any kind of job or profession or, you know, hobbies and things like that. Um, but to me, like seeing a guy in his, like in his zone, right? Like in his element, just like doing his thing. That is like so sexy. It's such a turn on. So I would really want like a partner who just has like a good goal in mind or something that they're super passionate about. You know, maybe they're not like totally there yet, but they're they're driven. They're like really determined to just try to make it happen for themselves. Um, you know, that's just super, again, a, a big turn on for me. I'm a very passionate person. I have a lot of different kind of projects I try to keep after and really want to try to accomplish. Ideally, my partner will be somebody who also is very goal driven, can, you know, motivate me. We can kind of help each other, inspire one another. Um, I always think that that's like big, you know, relationship goals right there, right? Like this, this like power couple. <laughs> Another must have, um, someone who's really kind of level-headed and just has like a very sort of stable kind of personality. Um, again, she's a Scorpio. She can be very fiery. Um, I am not speaking on behalf of all Scorpios, but I know myself. 
I can get very emotional. Um, I, again, can get very passionate about things. So it's good for me to have a partner who's, you know, a little bit more grounded, someone who's able to really kind of regulate their emotions um, and can kind of help, you know, maybe calm me down or give me some kind of perspective when I'm perhaps letting emotion kind of take over. Um, but then again, that's also part of my work too, right, is to be also be able to know how to regulate my own emotions um, and to, you know, support my partner in um, communicating through those difficult circumstances. So next on my list were the deal breakers, right? These are things that, um, you know, if if my partner is has any of these qualities, I'm probably not going to be super into them. Um, so these are these are things for the matchmaker to know. Like, do not match her with somebody. Um, so the first was somebody who's very religious. Um, I practice, uh, as I've shared before, I practice Nietzsche and Buddhism. That means we chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. Um, we have regular meetings. Um, I, you know, do a lot of Buddhist study as well too. Um, and I'm more of, it, I consider it more of a philosophy and a daily practice as opposed to like any kind of strict religion that has like rules or anything. Um, the only rule is really to just try to be a good person and try to help other people be happy. And so I think that that's kind of, for me, the core of most religions, right? Is to really just love one another, help one, help each other out. Um, however, different practices, beliefs, faiths have, you know, different rules or things that they kind of live by. And so for me, anybody who's like super stringent about, you know, um, a man's role is this and a woman's place is that, you know, like those kind of things, I'm definitely not <laughs> going to be down with. I have very strong core beliefs, but also I try to really be as open-minded and um, globally minded as I can with a po with everybody, with everything. Um, and so ideally I would want my partner to be able to have that kind of open-mindedness as well. Definitely down to support whatever faith practices they may have. Um, and as long as we're both just, you know, respectful and considerate of one another, I think that that's wonderful. Um, another deal breaker, you know, anybody who's really super conservative, um, I'm pretty liberal, pretty progressive, you know, I, 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 I'm not afraid to have those kind of like really important, deep, heavy conversations like on, on early on, um, because those can be, those can be relationship killers, right? You know, uh, I, I'm sure everybody has an example in their life where they were dating somebody, they feel a great connection, things are really good. And then there's just this one stance, this one belief that they have that is just so counter, um, to who you are and to what you believe. Um, and that hurts, you know, it sucks. And it's not to say that, um, I think for some people, they're able to look past it. And I, that's a, another great question to kind of ask yourself is like, is this something that is a deal breaker that I'm not able to look past? Or could I be a little bit more open to, you know, um, could I be a little bit more open to that viewpoint? So for me, these are kind of things that I'll probably suss out a little bit more on the date. Um, but just going into it for my matchmakers kind of understanding, I am, you know, more liberal, more progressive. Um, so anybody who's on the opposite end, end of that spectrum 
is probably not going to have the best time with me. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I do feel like I'm kind of sounding a bit like a contradiction, right? Like I'm sitting here saying I should, I, I want to be inclusive and, um, you know, really consider it. But at the same time, I do have these very strong viewpoints. Um, I can't deny that like I'm a woman and I'm a person of color and I live in a country that doesn't have the best history of respecting and valuing my demographic. There's a balance, right, of, of understanding, you know, my core values and beliefs um, wanting to hear somebody out and definitely open to conversation always, but also sticking true to who I am and what I believe in and standing up for what I believe is right. So ideally, I would want a partner who's able to kind of stand with me as opposed to a constant like debate or argument. And the last kind of deal breaker on my list was, you know, someone who's maybe a little more apathetic. So if one of my must-haves is someone who's very, you know, goal-driven, is passionate about something, um, I wouldn't necessarily be super attracted to somebody that doesn't have any kind of goals, is just kind of, you know, floating through life. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people who love that and are looking for that. And that's great. For me, though, it's really important to have somebody who's just passionate about something, just one thing that you want to gift to the world, right? <laughs> Even if it's just between you and me, between our, you know, our small little family or whatever, something you want to like leave behind, make your mark on, offer to this, offer to others. Um, that's important to me. Um, and then just some other like general preferences that I have in terms of, you know, how I want to feel. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but obviously I want to feel very safe and secure with my partner. Um, I want to have just a clear understanding of, you know, where I stand with them. So again, good communication. Um, someone who's very transparent and direct, you know, and clear um, about what they want, how they feel, you know, even if it's not um, positive all the time, you know, if they're sharing that they maybe feel that I've done something or said something that upsets them, um, I would rather know that, you know, I don't want anybody who's, who's like a people pleaser like me who will push their feelings down. Um, I really want to be challenged to like share exactly how I'm feeling in the moment. That's been my work. So ideally, um, my partner will, you know, do the same. Um, Someone who has like a really good um, like EQ, you know, emotional understanding, right? They can kind of sense that maybe I'm a little off or, you know, I'm um, as much as I'm going to do the work to really like express when I'm feeling um, down or I have like a negative experience coming up. Um, it would be nice to also have a partner who's able to like intuit that as well and understand like, okay, let's stop for a second. Let's check in, you know, what's going on, right? Um, a partner who is consistent, right? Consistency is super important. And just, again, feeling that safety, feeling that security. Um, you know, it's, it's not that we necessarily need to talk every second of, it, of the day. That's definitely not, you know, what I mean by that. I think it's just if we both agree to kind of be exclusive with one another, really putting in that consistent effort to keep the relationship growing and keep it, keep it flourishing. <laughs> Another big one on my list, affectionate. I, <laughs> I I think it's safe to say most people's love language is physical touch, and I'm definitely one of them. Um, so, you know, I do like a little PDA. I do like a little just like 
little touches here and there, um, kisses, things like that. Um, all of that just kind of, again, um, reinforces and shows to me that I'm they, my partner desires me. They want me, you know, um, they're happy in the relationship. They're happy with me. All of those things. Affectionate is always just kind of nice. And I feel like it builds intimacy too when we just, you know, um, are able to kind of communicate on that physical level. Um, another big one, honesty. Definitely, I hate lying. I'm, I'm a horrible liar. If, <laughs> if you ever play a game with me where I have to lie or bluff, like I'm probably going to lose because I'm just, I'm terrible at it. That definitely ties back to growing up in a household um, with a, a caregiver who was also very, very strict on being honest. Um, my mother did not like us lying, even even little white lies, right? Like little kitty childish white lies, like she hated it. And so I grew up kind of feeling the same way. Um, you know, lies can just kind of degrade and, and erode trust between two people. And unfortunately, you know, I did have to experience um, in terms of, you know, cheating, lying, deceptions, secrets, all of those things. So not to project this onto my relationships, but just in general, honesty is really important to me. It's it's a core value that I have. I try to be as honest as I can, even if it's, you know, not always positive, um, try to keep it real. And so I'd love for my partner to do the same. Some other general preferences that, you know, are good to have. Um, again, I have a dog. Her name is Monkey. She's, you know, my little baby. Um, it's probably good for them to at least be okay with dogs, if nothing else. Um, I'm a very active and fit person, so it would be nice to have a partner who also leads a very active lifestyle. I'm about 5'8 or so. I'm pretty tall. Um, height is not like such a huge deal breaker for me, but it is kind of nice to have somebody who is either as tall or taller than I am, um, but it's definitely not a deal breaker again. Love my short kings. Holler at you, girl. Um, this is another plus that uh, I didn't think I had, but I realized like I'm in thinking about it. It's nice to have a guy who has a good sense of style, you know, like really just like takes care of himself. Right. Um, it's kind of the stigma, I guess, among straight men about just like genuine hygiene and like, I don't know, just taking care of yourself. It's nice because it also really shows that you have this sort of self-care kind of routine, right? Like you do these little things for yourself to feel good, feel sexy, feel confident, feel refreshed, whatever it is, um, to really make yourself like feel like you're you're just at your best, right? So love a guy with a good sense of style, good sense of, you know, hygiene and taking care of himself. Um, and then my last sort of like good to have on here was a nice work-life balance. Um, again, I love a passionate person. I'm very passionate myself. It's very easy for me to stay busy. However, um, in order to really invest in a relationship, I have to also make time to, you know, really grow a connection with somebody. So the person that I'm with, you know, as great as it is for them to be also passionate and goal-driven, they have to know when they can need to make that time um, to go on dates, to have a little fun, to like have an adventure with me. Like, let's travel also. Let's like do things. Um, so understanding that balance for themselves. Um, also like 
making time for their self-care and for, um, you know, little me time or, or partner or, or time with like friends and family, like all of that is important too. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to think that it was just like about that hustle culture, grind, 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 go, go, go. Work was like the most important thing. And now as I'm older, like work is really very secondary in my life. I find that even having that good balance also helps me improve my work life as well too. Like when I feel, when I have a weekend where I can like socialize or relax or, you know, have a little spa day or something, I come back to work like and come back to my goals and to my passions like 10 times, you know, more driven, refreshed, ready to go. Um, so I, I would like a partner who's able to kind of create that balance for themselves, both, you know, to, to, you know, grow the relationship, grow the connection between us, um, continue to progress things. Um, but then also to like for their own healing self-care journey as well too. One more thing that, you know, I, I do want to kind of, I did want to kind of like put out to the matchmaker. Um, I'm not opposed to dating somebody who has been married before is, is recent, you know, is maybe divorced. Um, there would need to kind of be like a conversation about, um, maybe, you know, what did they learn from the relationship? Um, understanding maybe why the relationship didn't work out, um, you know, we don't have to go into like super detail about it. It's not really my business, but I just want to be able to see what the pattern maybe has been or um, understanding like, okay, is this somebody who's really learned and grown from their relationships as opposed to, are they bad mouthing their ex? Are they just like, you know, trashing them and moving on to the next thing, right? Um, and especially something like marriage, you know, it's, it's, it's a very big, deep, strong bond connection that you have with somebody to really commit at that level. So understanding the, you know, the intricacies as to why it maybe didn't work out is kind of important for me. And I think it's a fair conversation to have. Um, but I am open to somebody who has been married before, has been divorced, um, what I'm not so much open to is somebody who already has kids, unfortunately. Um, I love kids. I would like to maybe have one or two of my own someday. However, kids for me is not necessarily a must-have. Um, I've, I've thought a lot about this and, and, you know, maybe my over time, if I meet the right person, my feelings could change. But ultimately, if, if I get to a point in my life where it's looking like I might not have kids, um, that's okay with me. Um, I'm definitely open to other options and things like that. So because I'm so kind of like loose or sort of open in that area right now, um, I think in terms of my dating life or in, in terms of finding this relationship, um, I want to be... I. I need, I want to be respectful of the amount of commitment that would be required for dating somebody who has children with somebody else. Really having that trust and that, you know, that care and consideration because, you know, you're now, especially if I want somebody who is passionate and goal-driven, you know, now they're also splitting their time between myself, work, life, and their children. 
um, which is many people do and are great at it. But for me, I think I really just want the opportunity to have that fresh start to write that story with someone um, on my own together, um, as opposed to, you know, they've already kind of been through that with someone else. It's hard. It's hard because I, I don't want to be so stringent on that. And I do feel like I'm probably going to get some pushback on that. Um, but in doing this healing work, really understanding how important it is to validate and speak speak my own needs, um, I did want to just be honest and transparent and, and share that, that that is a deal breaker for me. I'm open to somebody who has been divorced, has been married, but not so much open to someone who already has children. So those are some of the key preferences that I shared with my matchmaker. And, you know, she is now, uh, the next step is she's going to go out into, <laughs> into her data- database, into the world. Um, and she'll kind of submit my profile to a couple potential matches. Um, if they like what they see, you know, she'll talk with them a little bit further just so she can feel good about, you know, understanding their core values, looking at their preferences, making sure I match with them. Um, and then if, if it works out, she will make the connect and we'll kind of go from there. Um, (laughs) feeling a little anxious about, I don't know. I, I think when I originally signed up for this, you know, I had so much anxiety and just kind of a little bit of regret too. It's like, there's a, there's a voice with, there was a voice inside of me that was just like, is this really what my dating life has come to? Like I have to pay for somebody to, you know, match me with someone. But as I talked about it with friends and, and I also really thought about it for myself, you know, when you're trying to accomplish a goal or, you know, when you're trying to just, you know, do something that you haven't done before, it's okay to ask for help, right? Like it's okay to seek support. If I look at it from the perspective of maybe wanting to reach like a weight loss goal, I would hire a trainer, you know, I would pay for a meal plan, right? Like I would invest in it in a way that will help me get to that goal just a little bit faster than I could do on my own. Um, And so it's the same thing here where, you know, I have invested in somebody to help and support me in this process to find my, you know, an ideal match or maybe even a few ideal matches um, to in order to have a relationship that I've never had before that I've never really experienced. So um, (laughs) so I was very anxious about this and had a lot of doubt. Um, But now um, having spoken with the matchmaker, I've also been put in touch with a dating coach as well too, um, who will also kind of help and guide me through this process. I really do feel good about where this is all heading. Um, And also this podcast and being able to talk with you all has really helped me feel a lot more confident about going into this and continuing to just do this work that I've been doing. Like it just, all of this just keeps... um, all of this just keeps sort of validating that like this is this feels good this is right i'm i'm on the right path and it's all just upward from here <laughs> and so with all of this i think the final thing i kind of want to just share and reiterate is again like if you're if you're on this dating journey as well asking yourself those questions those questions of like what is it that i really want what are my must haves 
what are my deal breakers? You know, what are the good to haves, you know, but I can be a little lenient on, um, you know, what are my core values? It's so important to know that for yourself, um, as you go into the dating world. So that way you're not just sort of using dating or relationships to inform you about yourself, right? It's sometimes it's so much faster and it's so much better when you can do that work on your own and just kind of come into a date already knowing who you are. So then that way, when you go into it, you're just, you're just getting to know the person across from you, right? Um, I'm not, I'm not coming in with all these hangups of like, okay, well, am I going to like this? And is he going to like me for, for this? And and who is this person? And, oh, he's really into that. Do I got to be into it? You know, like, how do I feel like knowing ahead of time, okay, this is what I like and this is what I don't just makes it so much easier. takes the pressure off of things. Um, I feel a lot more just relaxed, like going into this experience and I'm more excited now about my first date. Um, it's so funny. My matchmaker has said like she already knows who the love of my life is. Like apparently she's she's got somebody on deck. Um, but I think ultimately she just wants me to have fun and to just, like I said, feel good, feel relaxed. Um, so she is going to, you know, set me up with a couple different matches first just so I can like experience um, and this, this for the first time, I, I would love to hear your experiences. If you are loving this podcast, please give a five-star review. It really, really helps, um, expand the reach of this podcast. Share with your friends, family, whoever, best friend who's getting ready to go on her first date, please, please share. You can catch us on Spotify as well as now on Apple Podcast. And as always, you can go to solidaritymediaproductions.com to listen to every episode and also reach out to us. I'd love to be able to just get other stories and experiences in here. So please, please reach out. We are at solidarity underscore media on Instagram. And I will be dropping new episodes of the podcast every Tuesday and Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. I can't wait to share an update with you all soon. Bye, everybody.